0: See, now that, like, I can see the recording, I actually know when we're recording.
1: Yeah. What
0: an idea. <laughs> That's,
1: when, when you're not in the room, you know when we're recording.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like there's, like, the little dot, right? Every once yeah. in a while, I don't pay attention. You're just like, I'm, I'm going to hit I, uh, it. Yeah.
1: Every once in a while. Every time.
0: <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. Not every time. <laughs>
1: uh but anyway yeah today um we're not in the same place i'm um, sad
0: which Being feels weird now once again i know yeah and next week i'm gonna be out of town too yeah. i need to just be back in la i'm i need to be back in LA. that's
1: what you you said you were going to and then you were like and eh, i'm leaving
0: i know i know i was going to and then my mom asked me to like watch the dogs it's like fuck yeah that's and fair then, then, that's all that's yeah yeah, and then next week mm. I'm gonna go see my girlie up in the bay, so mm-hmm. or in NorCal, so like
1: your bay in the bay,
0: my bay in the bay. So like, <laughs> I want to do that, right? I'll,
1: yeah, for sure. I
0: want to see her the whole thing. Gotta see her. I'm excited to see her. That'll be really fun. Uh, we'll be up there for like a week. She called me today. She goes, "Hey, I have a question for you." I'm like, "What?" Because typically. She doesn't call and say like, "Hey, I have a question," without it being like, you know, somewhat, somewhat of a it, like yeah. important thing. And then she goes, "So you know how there's like two movies coming out, Oppenheimer and Barbie?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Do you want to go see them with me?" I'm like, "That was your question." I'm like, "Of course, I want to go see them with you, girly." Really. I don't want to. No, because but.
1: I told you last week.
0: Literally, yeah. You literally. had no You're idea. The- I's oh, yeah, so that's so funny, and the only reason I know is because you told me that, uh, you're that, I think you you're telling me that you're gonna go. Are you seeing them? I forgot.
1: Um, the couple that I've been seeing is seeing it because it's it's such right. a, like a, it's, it's like a cultural thing right now. Like everyone's talking about these two movies because they're coming out.
0: On but the why? Same why are they like so? Because
1: marketing. I mean, it's dumb. I I agree. I don't like it. I'm like confused about it.
0: Like apparently, people are like debating which order to see them in. I know. Which is really weird.
1: Yeah, that's why they're seeing Oppenheimer first, and then Barbie second. And there's a whole thing like everyone's talking about it, and it's just become kind of a cultural moment.
0: Yeah, but, I'm.
1: Yeah, confused. you're gonna be part of it.
0: <laughs> I'm not on the day of. I think it'll be like the weekend after that it comes out. But yes, I will be technically yeah. a part of a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Are you I proud? I can't of believe me, you're Abby?
1: gonna be. I'm very proud. I can't believe you're gonna see a movie. I
0: in the theater. I know with Chris like Christopher Nolan as the director, right?
1: Oh, so you're gonna see Oppenheimer? Or are you
0: gonna see both? I'm gonna see both of them.
1: Oh my god, look at you!
0: I know. Wow. I don't really know. I actually, I think, the first one's about the atomic bomb, and yep. then the other one is about Barbie, right? I don't understand yeah. the premise of Barbie. I don't. I don't, I don't either.
1: I don't think anyone. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. It's very confusing, but. I think the reason why people are talking about it so much is because they're like two opposite movies coming out on the same day. Like, yeah. one's about a Barbie, and one is about the atomic bomb that, like, murdered millions of people. So,
0: I don't know. They yeah. seem like the same thing to me. One, like, one just, like, killed, like, people physically, one just killed, uh, people, <laughs> like, emotionally, emotionally in terms yeah. of, uh, of, like, body dysmorphia and toys and all these things right two different versions of destroying same
1: thing wow deep yeah you heard it here everybody
0: Uh, you heard it here the boy that doesn't watch any movies
1: the hot critiques
0: (laughs) i just like genuinely i don't really watch a lot of movies because a lot of movies don't interest me it's just like
1: they're same
0: i don't know a lot of movies are pretty like cookie cutter right
1: yeah, I've been recently, like I haven't I haven't been watching a lot of movies past couple years because I don't love going to the theaters cuz of the pandemic oh. stuff cuz I just feel uh. like weird like it just still makes me feel a little weird, a little journey. Yeah.
0: I get um, it. I really do get it.
1: Yeah, but also I I agree it's become way too formulaic and I hate Marvel and it's like Every other movie is a Marvel movie or a Mission Impossible movie, um, <laughs> but I've recently been on a really big like old movie kick, like nineties nineties as... movie. Not quite old, but um,
0: so old, Abby.
1: <laughs> so old, but like I watched Jurassic Park for the first time.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Um, that was really good.
0: I don't think I've watched it all the way through, but I know I've seen every scene. (laughs) Does (laughs) that make sense? How? Like, I don't know. Someone starts the movie. I watch like the first part and then I walk away and then like maybe I catch the ending and then another time the movie's on Mm. and then I like see like middle part and then another time I like see like part of the first part and part of the second part. I don't know. Yeah. It's just something like that.
1: Well, I had never seen it, and um, it was good. And then...
0: that's yeah, What else have you seen? I,
1: I watched The Mummy. Because I heard it was a big, like, bisexual awakening movie for people.
0: Really? What's The Mummy? I, I'm assuming it's about a mummy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it is about a mummy in ancient Egypt who mm. has been, like... Put, there's a curse put on it and if it gets if it's like risen from the dead it'll like rain this curse upon everyone in Egypt um so then why is it know. a
0: bisexual awakening
1: cause it's like young Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz like very I'm young assuming, and like hot Yeah, I don't think do you, I you do, I probably don't know who they are
0: <laughs> I've heard the name Brendan Fraser um I couldn't tell you anything he's in except for now, The Mummy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good deductive reasoning.
0: <laughs> what can I say? I have skills. Um, but, yeah. Alright. So then, final question. Out of the two, which one are you more excited to see? Uh, Oppenheimer what? or Barbie?
1: Oh, Barbie. Hundo P. I'm really? seeing Barbie. Why? Um, I don't want to watch a movie about the atomic bomb.
0: Why not? It seems so fascinating. I'm more excited about that than really? anything else. Yeah.
1: I just don't I I agree there's a lot to be there's a lot to learn there. Um mm-hmm. I like Christopher Nolan as a director a lot. I'll probably end up watching it. But I don't like recently I've been really affected by media that's like negative.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And it and it like really even just watching a trailer will give me, like, nightmares sometimes. Um, Interesting. So I don't, I like, I choose specifically to watch happy stuff.
0: I get that. There was a while when I was doing that with the news. I was like, bro, yeah. I can't watch the news. Everything's just so sad. Especially yeah. when it was during pandemic. I'm like, yeah. oh, same. my God. My mom Still had up. the news on all the time i was like bro can we not like it's just so sad it was just so sad
1: my mom has the news on like 24 7 i'm
0: like the thing for my mom too is like it's kind of part of her job to know what's going on in the world so yeah (sighs) pr baby can you not do your job how dare (laughs) you Yeah. How was therapy today, love?
1: It was interesting. Um how so? It well what uh so I talked about um a couple different things. I talked about how uh I think I have an issue or like acute awareness of object permanence in my life. And Can you um Like, I am really aware of when things change. So I'll be like, oh, this time last year I was doing this. Now I'm doing this. I used to hang out with these people, and now I don't hang out with them anymore. And it makes me sad. Mm -hmm. Or, like, Mm -hmm. I used to live with a roommate. I just, like, remember the feelings I don't know why I just like remember feeling certain ways and now I feel differently and it freaks me out and I just like really overthink it.
0: Um, and I don't know
1: why and I just kind of long for that stability. I think of like, why is this different now? Um, maybe for the worse. maybe for the better. I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: It makes a lot of sense. I know oh everyone's felt that way like good like why is it so different and remember how i say it's not about what you say or do it's about how people make you feel yeah that's exactly what you're feeling like it doesn't matter what actually happened what you internalize what what actually is impacted is what you remember the most for Hmm. example if you're a kid and something traumatizing happens in the sense of like, like say, or actually let's take like a personal example for me. Like I, when I was a kid, I forget how young I was. I think I was kindergarten or preschool or something like that. And one day I just wanted to eat mac and cheese for breakfast. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> it's a food. I'm excited about food. Um, yeah. and I like mac and cheese. Can I have mac and cheese for breakfast? I asked my dad <laughs> and he gets like so upset. And eventually, like, gets so upset that he spanks me. And I'm just like, mm. bro, I don't understand, right? Like, so just, like, that emotion of confusion is what mm. stuck with me the most. Of Like, I'm being punished and I'm confused about it.
2: Mm. And,
0: like, that just, like, stayed consistent. So I was, like, scared and all these different things. I don't actually remember what happened, what was said in between. But, like, that emotion is what stuck with me the most. Um, and like it does, and again, like you can talk to anyone and they might say all the right things and they might do the right things. Like even with dating, it might just feel off. Right. Hmm. So whatever you're feeling is definitely valid. It's your truth for sure. And it's like, those are the emotions, like those are the things that you're going to remember and feel the most. So I completely understand why you're feeling feelings.
1: Huh. Thank you.
0: Of course. It's <sighs> it's annoying sometimes being human and having emotions and being like all I understand is these things are happening and I feel these things and I don't know why, I don't know how and like just like blah
1: just feel like time passing, you know? And it's, it's like suddenly it'll hit me. And I'm like, I, like, it just feels so different. But every day you slog on and like, like every day feels like the same as the next sometimes. Uh-huh. And like, maybe not, nothing is specifically different, but then, some, but I'll just wake up one day and I'm like, whoa, a lot has changed. And I don't like it. It makes me sad. Like, even if it's for the better, it still makes me sad. But I know that change is good, ultimately. Um,
0: Yeah, it's okay to feel melancholy about, like, different things. And just, like, reminiscing or, again, being melancholy or whatever. And just, like, noticing these things. Like, change is hard. No matter what it is, positive, negative, neutral, change is hard. Because it's just, like we become attached to these things right we become yeah. to attached to these parts of ourselves or to like the people around us or to like what was going on and that breakup or that or that not having closure from these breakups can be really impactful and really obvious And really emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, So. You think it's
1: because not having closure from the breakups?
0: Sometimes not having closure. Sometimes like even just like a breakup. Like for me, like I will think about my ex and we have pretty solid closure. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good on it, but I still feel sad about different parts of it or I feel happy from different parts of it. Like, And then there are other parts with other friends where, you know, things just kind of fade off. For example, I have like one of my best friends is just like slowly becoming not a person Mm -hmm. in my life. And like, that, you know, I think about that on occasion. That's really sad. Yeah. But you know, it's just, it's. Just changes rough. Being human is rough. It's very real and it's very hard.
1: Yeah, it's like I like I used to be able to just walk upstairs and like talk to my friends. And now I have to like schedule phone calls with them. Like it's so hard to schedule.
0: Yeah. And it just yeah, I get that. it's just
1: like it's a big change. And why does that happen? It's just like cuz life. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So I guess just
1: overall feeling uh, a little rough.
0: I got that. I think again part of it is la um Mm. and also like different dynamics in general for example people a lot of people feel this particularly when they leave college right because Mm -hmm. they lose all their college friends they can't just like walk in their like just wait in their bedroom for their roommate to come home yeah or wait for like their housemate to come home or whatever right
1: Uh, that's definitely been part of it
0: Yeah, especially since you and I live alone, right? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like being in LA, everyone's freaking busy, dude. Everyone's freaking busy. Everyone's got shit going on, you know, you and I appropriately. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And a lot of people are just like spread very thin. And... At the same time, because they get spread thin, like you and I, we also can get very sad and very lonely and we like need those people. So it's hard because then it feeds into it into itself, right?
1: Yeah. I just don't know if it's like something about me or like something in my personality. Nope. But nope. Maybe not. Maybe it's just not personal at all. It's just life. I
0: it is just life, first of all. Like, it's just a reality of being human in the sense that attachment comes and goes, right? As we've talked about, Mm -hmm. attachment, like, always ends in either breakup or death. And in a lot of ways, they are exactly the same. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we mourn, we grieve, we have to, like, wrestle with these different things. And, you know, we can be happy, like, go through the five stages of grief, and we can be happy about things happening. then still feel sad on occasion right like Mm -hmm. say we say we lose a close friend right and they like pass Mm -hmm. and we can be very thankful that they were in our life but at the same time we, we can be very sad that they aren't here a lot of different ways and it's like very conflicting because it's like i know that Like, I would not be where I am today without that happening. And I'm pretty stoked about life. But at the same time, dude, I wish they were still here, right? You had a friend that passed away? No, not exactly. Not me, but just, like, an example of that, right?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's just... It's a... It's It's hard. It's tough. It is tough. And, like, again, whether it's a friend actually passing or a friend that you break up with.
1: Yeah, that you don't talk to anymore.
0: Yeah, it's kind For of the same. Yeah. yeah, And,
1: yeah. S- and
0: sometimes Itch. it's harder because it's like if they are still around, you can't... Like, sometimes it's hard because you're like, oh, I can just go talk to them, but I don't. Or, yeah. like, they could just reach out, but they don't, right?
1: Yeah, which is weird.
0: Which is weird. But... It's very normal what you're feeling, love. It's very, very normal to be like, yo, I'm just sad. I'm just sad about things. I'm sad about the past. Growing up.
1: Sad about growing up.
0: That too, for sure. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel that way. So recognize that this is just a part of, life and not anything that you have done or said directly like that could always change these things right for example say like sometimes it is like an action that you can point out but sometimes it's yeah
1: i mean maybe yeah i don't know maybe i did do something
0: yeah i'm like that's you know gonna happen with almost every relationship right there's going to be a yeah. in time that either you accidentally do something that you just don't know, very normal, um, mm-hmm. or that just, like, kind of fizzles out, right? And it's either that we can be scared about those moments or uh, just kind of let them, like, enjoy it for what it is. But when it does happen, when that breakup does happen, it's still hard. It's still very hard. It's that, that attachment that's gone right yeah okay
1: um this is a good segue to attachment theory which we've talked about before yeah many a time um i think we've really established- us <laughs> i think we've both established um our leanings towards Anxious attachment, um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of what I feel can be pinpointed to having an anxious attachment style. Um, being like, "Oh, what? Like, what's wrong with me? Should I have done something? Like, should I reach out? Like, I have this pull to reach out to people to fix and try it. to try to fix it. Yeah, try to reel like try to wheel it back in, even though." the cart is out of the door, whatever the saying is. Um, what's the saying?
0: The cart? I have no idea what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, just like the drive to, to try to be like, no, but, but love me.
0: Yeah, we want that stability, dude. We yeah. want something that's like that we can always point to and rely on and be like why and we don't always like change because uh-huh. we're like change means loss in our experience, right? Mhm. And we like what makes us feel good. Yeah. I don't know, a dopamine hits.
1: But we're attracted to things that will cause us change. What do you mean? Like, well, okay, so the classic like anxious avoidant attachment um cycle. Where mm-hmm. anxious people are, a- anxious people are attracted to avoidant people, and avoidant people are attracted to anxious people. Um, yeah. It's a very dangerous um, pairing.
0: Yeah, uh, do we talk about why that typically happens?
1: I don't know. Do you want to talk about it?
0: I think it's just like we can kind of briefly talk about it. Um, my you know we kind of talked about the rat and the lever um, yeah just yeah to, we like, did that's over that but basically just how avoidantly attached people will like from my experience what made me like interested in avoidantly attached people was that i made them like me i was like oh i'm special
2: mm-hmm. like,
0: they like me out of everyone else right mm-hmm because, and I have to like bend over backwards, and I can do whatever. I would do whatever in order to have that be Keep a reality. That. Yeah, and then and that, I, the
1: light that they shine on you feels so good.
0: Yeah, you're just like, oh, I get it because, yeah. no, and no one else gets it. And, mm-hmm. uh like obviously, I'm special. If you show right. me, show me this, right? Right. And then we put so much into it, and we get, like, really insecure, and we, like, really try to force it. And, again, kind of the same thing, like, oh, I don't want to let go of something that makes me feel good, right? Even though it's kind of hurting me in the process.
1: So, like, we hold on to it tighter, which makes them pull away more. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep, yep. All fun stuff. So fun. Uh, So fun, dude. Yeah, it's not... Not an emotional roller coaster at all. Nope. Nope. Uh, is there something that you... Do we want to go over more of that packet that explains how yeah. to kind of overcome some of that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I just have to oh. stop drawing on it. One sec.
0: Let's be honest. That's not going to happen.
1: No, it's not. I'm drawing a person's face right now. I'm getting into it.
0: Hell yeah, um, dude. And okay. I want all these pictures after (laughs) yeah
1: i'll send it to you i was trying to draw a beautiful woman but she turned out kind of weird looking but that's okay beauty
0: is the is in the (laughs) eye of the beholder right (laughs) true
1: um okay um where do you want to start
0: um well why don't we start on the page that says building secure attachment So again, this is a packet from the Cali couples. I went to a non-monogamy workshop hosted by them with my girlfriend. And this page is taken from a book called Polysecure by Jessica Fern. Hmm. Uh, a book I have not read, but it Me is neither. a I've heard many a great thing. Hmm. Um, but there, well, it's not an anagram. What are these called again? Um, acronyms. Oh, acronyms. yeah,
1: acronym. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's this acronym called or like named an acronym hearts for five, six parts because hearts has six letters. So it's here and present, e is express delight, a is attunement, r is rituals and routines t is turning towards after conflict and then s is secure attachment with self um Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly if this is like in order that's the important part but i think that these are just like parts of building a secure attachment and i'm and i doubt that there is like an order that's best because you know we all do attachment differently
1: yeah does that make sense yeah, definitely.
0: So then do you want to read off the H?
1: Yeah. Um, H, here and present. Being here and present is the act of giving our partners our full attention. When we put distractions aside, make eye contact, and truly listen to our partners, the message is profound. Um,
0: so... Okay a couple, like two pages later, uh, they had us do this, um, we'll call it a demo mm-hmm. or like this thing that we had to do with each other. Um, so it's what's called the speaker listener technique. Um, basically what it is, is that the speaker, like it's between two people or three people. Like there's a speaker and then everyone else has to listen where the speaker just speaks uh speaking for themselves they're not mind reading uh -hmm. they keep all statements brief and then uh they have Mm -hmm. to stop at some point but the listener cannot stop or cannot say anything while the speaker is speaking and then at the end uh you just paraphrase what they're saying you do not argue you do not Mm -hmm. add anything else you just paraphrase
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so just like a exercise in listening
0: yeah and I think that that's really important to being here now or here in present because then it's you're giving them the full intention or attention and because otherwise you're not gonna be able to paraphrase what they're saying right Mm -hmm. and it's very intense when you are like so focused on what they're saying and when you have to repeat what they're saying to not give any judgments any feedback any uh what's it called like advice it's kind of challenging do you want to try it Mm. sure um, do you want to be the speaker or the listener first?
1: I don't care. Um, what would what we talk about?
0: Why don't we talk about, so on a scale of one to 10, from one being like like something that made you not insecure at all with a partner and 10 being something that has caused emotional trauma, why don't we talk about something that's like a three from a relationship like friend or like partner that is like something that we felt insecure about or like hurt our feelings.
1: Okay. So a three is a little bit more than trivial. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a yes. good one. I got a good one.
0: Okay. So why don't you be the speaker first?
1: Okay. Um. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when I was with my ex- The architect, I use architect as just like to, you know, denote who it is. But, um, we were out to dinner and we'd been together for many months at that point committed and we were monogamous and we were walking back from dinner and we saw this, a man and a woman walking by us and we were kind of like looking to each other. We were like, Oh, do we think that they're friends? siblings or dating just kind of like a funny little thing because we couldn't tell and I was like I don't know I think they're just friends and he was like maybe we should be just friends and I was like what (laughs) and he was like I'm just kidding and it was just such a little thing I was just like why are you it just was a weird like plant of a weird seed of distrust of like I'm not quite on secure footing here um, yeah, that was it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what I understand is one day, were you on a date? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, we were at, we had gone out to dinner.
0: Got it. You went out to dinner the two of us. and after, and with the architect and you're walking by a couple or by these two people and you're trying to determine if they're friends, siblings, or uh, partners. And he made you uncomfortable because you thought that they were friends. And he said, and he made a remark that you two should be friends and quickly covered it up by saying uh, that it was just a joke. I'm sorry, love. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's.
1: Thank you for listening. Definitely
0: a hard one. Of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think you got it right too you didn't like I don't know, mess anything up or whatever and you listen to me
0: <laughs> I do want to listen I think it's such a good communication skill to be able to like not talk and fully absorb what they're saying yeah and like you know all of us we want to like we have something to say all the time um mm-hmm. well not all of us a lot of us have especially us especially know in- <laughs> Yes. You and me. Hence why yeah. we're here. All the time. <laughs> and, but especially when it comes to, like, serious conversation, I think this technique is really good because then you really have to pay attention to what they're saying. And sometimes when you paraphrase, you, like, they'll, like, you might say something that was wrong. Be like, oh, actually, mm-hmm. uh, he said that you, uh Like something that I could have said that was wrong was like, you said that we, that you two should be friends, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the paraphrasing is important because then you can make sure that you, like you're communicating to the speaker that you understand what's going on. And sometimes people just want to be heard, right? Right. And the, like, Yeah. That alone just listen. Can go yeah. Yeah.
1: Literally, yeah, and it's listen. a good practice. It's a good practice because people don't always want to like get have a, f- a fix, or like they just want to be listened to. And also, I mm-hmm. feel like, diff- in a different vein, um, I've noticed if you let people talk and you just listen and you don't like respond right away if they seem like they're in the middle of a sentence, you know, and they're like kind of telling a story. Or they're saying something mm-hmm. and you don't respond right, right away when their sentence is over and you just kind of wait a few seconds, maybe five seconds. A lot of times they'll keep talking and like they'll, they'll kind of say something even more profound or like the crux of the issue because you've allowed for the space for them to keep going.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it's very true. It's very, very true. And I honestly love doing that because I think people will just naturally open up when you don't in- like not interrupt, but rather like intervene like when you mm-hmm. say like, it's if like you lead don't them like leading
1: right a or. witness.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. yeah, like I find words to be very impactful and sometimes lack thereof are even more impactful right so yeah. i think that that's such a great point point. and with speaker or listener it is so obvious when that person is talking and listening right like i whenever i'm the listener i always try to ask are you done if they don't Uh, like, are you finished with, with talking? Like if they don't say like, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. So why don't we go on the E express delight, communicate your, with your partner, the things you enjoy about them that are unique to who they are. When expressing gratitude and enjoyment of our partners, we cultivate an authentic, mutually vulnerable and joyful relationship. We can communicate, express delight through our words, actions, and eyes.
1: Hmm. That's nice. Any thoughts on that? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, like
0: I love it. that thought. Avi. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, All right. Moving on. Totally
0: joking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I
0: mean, who doesn't
1: like to be, uh, be, um, what do you call it?
0: Complimented?
1: Complimented, yeah. And I think what I like about this is you talk about the things you enjoy about them that are unique to who they are. So it's like yeah, you really see them and you will pinpoint that because it's like if you are with someone, you should know unique things about them and you should like those things. Or else why are you with them, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, like, I've been in situations before where I felt like my partners didn't really see me because they weren't Mm -hmm. listening to me or they weren't just, like, actually getting to know me for me. So, it's nice.
0: It is nice to feel seen. And I think this also goes in line with um, here and present, right? Mm -hmm. So... What I really like about this is how it is, like, unique, right? You know, a lot of people, for us, they'll say, like, oh, you know, you're so social, you can talk to people, the whole thing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We both have a lot of, like, obvious qualities that people enjoy um, and obvious qualities that people don't enjoy, right? The whole thing. We are multifaceted. However, like, when people point out something that, like, uh, that I feel like people don't recognize... That, is, mm-hmm. that means so much to me, dude. That means so mm-hmm. much. And I think that that's something that is meant to be covered here. For example, mm-hmm. like with you, Abby, I, like, again, I fucking love your art. I love how creative you are. I love how you, like, try so hard. Mm. The fact that you, like, constantly want to, like, get things right and be so successful and, like, you just naturally crush it but then also can want to do more at the same time because you're like well this is just obviously me you know it's like your Mm. attitude of like going above and beyond is just so casual it's pretty cool Mm. i fucking love it thank you of course and for example with my with my girly like i will tell her i love how much she expresses and just like it's very unique right or like with my friends it'd be like i appreciate how you um let's take another friend how you will just like let me rant about something right and just take Mm. my side about whatever
1: yeah yeah um that's very sweet yeah, I, think that, I agree.
0: I think it's really important. I think that also a lot of couples forget to compliment each other after a while, right?
1: Yeah, and, it just becomes so like, oh, this is obvious. But it's not.
0: Yeah, like people are like, oh, I'm obviously spending time with you, therefore I like you, right? When mm-hmm. that interpret that leads to mind reading
2: mm-hmm. where
0: it's like, oh, can't you tell that I like you because I'm around you? It's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, but at the same time you're allowed to be annoyed when you're around me. And like, there's just so many levels. Like if you can just tell me why you enjoy me every once in a while, that really makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a solid reminder of our dynamic of like, oh, you appreciate me for me and not just because I'm some generic human. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like you're a really good listener, too. I appreciate that. Like, you always know kind of what the questions, like, what questions to ask, too. Like, you're a good conversationalist.
2: Because you'll just be (laughs) like, oh,
1: and then what about that? And, like, um,
0: I don't know. I appreciate that. I, I really do try. And, and some questions I'll ask is like, can you explain or what do you mean? Or can you say it again? Or, you know, just like basically something that will lead that person to keep talking about that thing. Right. Yeah. Because very similarly to, if you don't say anything, they will typically go more into what they're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) I just like being a sounding board because then people will tell you exactly what's on their mind.
1: But you're also like not judgy about anything. Like whenever you talk or whenever you are like, Oh, so tell me more about that. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just never comes out judgy. So I think it's easy for people to, to trust you and feel like they can talk more.
0: Thanks love. I think that like this kind of goes back to, um, one thing that you said I think in the last episode of curiosity right like mm-hmm. I am just curious about why people think the way that they do um, mm. and I don't want to judge people at least like impose judgment on their thoughts because like that's their reality right like if I start imposing judgment they become defensive and then no matter what I say, mm. they're going to be closed off to it. And I don't want them to be like, oh, like vulnerable for me to say anything and like manipulate them. But rather, I just want them to be able to like share and then I can show them what they're saying and help them like navigate their thoughts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so like that. that sounds curiosity like a therapist. <laughs> is, yeah, I definitely should be a therapist at some point. Um, yeah. Like. that's a future career yeah that's a future career i'm excited to go back to school um but that's that's been something that i've really aimed to do in my relationships with people is to be Mm. like someone that they can just come to
1: Mm, that's nice you are that for me so thanks
0: love that means a lot i love being your friend
1: likewise A, attunement. Attuning to our partners means empathizing with their various emotional states and communicating that understanding to them. There is nothing more powerful than to hear you make sense from our partner when we are in emotional distress. It is equally important to celebrate our accomplishments with our partners and to feel their pride and pleasure in us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) like whoa that was a lot um i guess oh yeah empathizing yeah yeah i feel like you did that to me earlier you were like that makes complete sense why you're feeling that way
0: i think that's really important to remind that people are just people like you are experiencing what you're experiencing and that's appropriate and normal and supposed to happen.
2: Mm.
0: Like, all the things in your life, like, we can, and like, let's say you're feeling jealous in some area. It's because of mm. a lot of other things that have happened too before, right? Like, all the thoughts that you're feeling make sense. Mm-hmm. And. Like, it might feel crazy. You'd be like, I don't know why I feel this way. It's like, no, dude, you're feeling exactly what you're supposed to be feeling. Like, it, and I don't know. It just, it is nice to hear that you make sense. And Abby, you always make sense. Like, even when you feel like you don't make sense, your emotions are so valid. Like, Hmm. one thing, do you remember when I made that friends over, like, Thanksgiving or something like that?
1: Yes. From and the was like a she, in Arizona, yeah,
0: yeah, and she was just ranting about me, or ranting to me about this guy, and she goes like, "I feel like I'm crazy." I'm like, "No, he sounds like an asshole," and she goes like, mm. "But I'm overreacting." I'm like, "No, I would react the same way," like, mm. like yeah, that's good. Just reminding, just reminding people that it's like you're not crazy like sometimes you are overreacting (laughs) but like that overreaction does still make sense right
1: yeah your feelings are valid
0: all feel all feelings are valid right there is something (laughs) that say like one person does a and the recipient of that feels a and b even though that b didn't happen B is probably from somewhere else, right? It does it's like mm. it still makes sense why that person feels that way even though it didn't happen.
1: That's such a good point. The B is probably from somewhere else.
0: Yeah, we don't yeah. come up with shit randomly. We are literally yeah. the summation of all of our experiences. Like Yeah. It's that is something I think about a lot. I'm like am I just robot or <laughs> am I a robot? Am I just- it might just plug and chug. Um, but. Beep boop. Like it. Be- <laughs> <laughs> well. Beep boop. Beep boop. Uh, beep boop. You like that. Uh, I did like that. That was so good, Abby. Um, like it's. I don't know. Just it makes sense why you feel that way. Like no matter what.
1: Um, yeah it makes sense I think a lot of times I feel ways and I'm like but why and I can't figure out why I'm feeling anxious or why I'm feeling like sad Mm -hmm. but it's not enough just to be like this makes sense but you also have to kind of look inward and be like what like if I'm feeling B when A happened Mm -hmm. like why like what what happened that could lead to B in my past
0: I think that that is an important question, but I think that that has to come after how do I deal with B right now?
2: Hmm.
0: It's like, okay. yo, I'm recognizing, like, say someone hurts me, and then I feel sad and angry and, like, betrayed, even though it's, like, not something personal, right? So it's like a business deal, and I feel, like, really betrayed and betrayed. And it's personal. It's like.
1: It's not personal. It's just business.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) in reality, like, there's probably something back there, whether it's like the status quo or from my past, that is said, you should feel this way. And even though, like, we might not know where it's at. We still have to deal with it in the moment.
1: But I agree, but I feel like figuring out where it's from helps me deal with
0: it. For sure. That's long term.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: That's long term. I'm just saying like in the moment, you can't always think like, why do I feel this way? Because then it just spirals. You have to think like, you have to be like, okay, let me bring myself back down be like to a neutral state before I can dive like dive deeper. It's always when you're in like a sensitive therapy session when you're like, Oh, I feel bad. And then your therapist brings something even more emotional out. Then you're like, Mm. bro, my entire fucking week is ruined. Right. Mm. When it's like, okay, like let's focus on this now. And then later we can touch on like, Hey, you're seeming like you're better. Why don't we kind of unpack that a little bit more? Cause then you're able to like, dive into that without being triggered even further
1: sure I'll give you that
0: <laughs> I mean <laughs> yes it's important to like understand you in that go. round <laughs> ding ding uh, it's just it's about timing for sure yeah so then do we want to go into R yeah. Okay. Rituals and routines. Regular rituals of connection are important tools for successful relationships. Rituals of connection are events we can look forward to that anchor us in reassurance that we have a point in of time in our day, week or year to connect with those most important to us. Of most importance for developing secure attachments with our partner is a ritual for saying hello and goodbye. Mm. Um It was really funny. So, when they (laughs) when they were going through this in the in the workshop, they go, "Can anyone shout out like an example of like a ritual when you say hello, hello and goodbye?" And I just shout, "Having sex!" (laughs) And everyone's like, (laughs) "Yes!" But (laughs) oh my god, it was really funny. Hello, sex. Goodbye, sex. (laughs) Did people laugh? Goodbye, sex. Yeah, a lot of people (laughs) laugh. That's funny. Um, no, but like for me, so right, now I see why all me, those
1: kids when you were six were like having so much fun with you in class.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I sorry, future Abby. <laughs> um, like I, <laughs> I just like love bringing laughter to people. Um, yeah. Anyway, like. So one thing that I've recognized because of kink, like you have a what's called like an afterglow or like an afterglow and what you need is aftercare. Uh do you know what aftercare mm-hmm. is? Yeah. So really yeah. quickly it's just like like attention or support yeah. that you need after like your yeah. kinks last sexual experience, right? For, mm-hmm. if it's sex, most of the time people like cuddle afterwards. That is like some it's like a version little pillow of pillow talk. Repair.
1: Yeah, yeah, pillow like, talk, or it's nice. We're not whipping mm-hmm. each other anymore.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> this is still a safe space. This is mm-hmm. somewhere that you can like. I'm. Our dynamic has not changed because of this intense sexual experience stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm, I'm recognizing is that the goodbye for me is actually way more important than the hello. Um, mm. And I really need like a lot of same like love and affection. Being like, hey, just thank you so much for this time that we spent together. I really enjoy you. I love you. I appreciate you. I know that we're both tired, but just know like you've really made my time. That like means so much to me. Mm. it means so much to
1: me yeah like it's i new? mean if we're talking about like a date or whatever like having an intimate moment with a partner yeah like i've been like really upset in the past when the goodbye felt really abrupt and i didn't know mm-hmm. why yeah. and it's like what like because the ritual was messed up and then that signals like something's wrong or um there's a rift between us so but the hello could just be like, hey, how's it going? You know, like, I missed you. But I feel like the goodbye should be like, I can't wait to see you soon. This was so fun.
0: Yeah. It's just like, it's a sweet closure that yeah. allows us to, like, wrap everything in a bow and then, like, enjoy it that secure. present. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that for just, like, a little bit longer and be like, cool, I can point at that. It's not like they were trying to get rid of me. It's Mm -hmm. like they're – they don't have to be, like, exactly sad and depressed of you going, but rather just along the lines of, like, appreciative of that time together, right?
1: Yeah, like a cute see you soon, kiss goodbye that I can be like, okay, in the next couple days if I'm feeling insecure, Mm -hmm. be like, well, they said see you soon and kiss goodbye, so –
0: Actually, I, to I like soon. recognize that I need more than that. I need like, I need attention. <laughs> I what do you admit. mean? Like, I need like cuddles. I want like alone time with us. I want.
1: I feel like yeah. I guess that like leads up to the goodbye.
0: Hmm. Well, that's I like need. the ritual around it, right?
1: Hmm.
0: Is there anything in particular that? you feel is really helpful for your hellos and goodbyes
1: I I enjoy a like plan mm. already made to see them the next
0: That's a good one dude
1: Yeah it's nice
0: That's a really good one like hey when's the next time I'm going to see you mm-hmm. Like even if it's like a vague plan be like hey I'm gone for the next 2 weeks Why don't we even plan to talk about it next week when I have more time? Yeah. Like that alone is like super helpful. It's just like, hey, I'm really into you and I'm excited about you. When can we have quality time again?
1: Yeah, that makes me feel really secure.
0: That's such a good. Yeah, that's such a good one, Abby. Dang. I love that.
1: Yeah. Tuning towards, oh, okay, turning towards after conflict. A key factor in a long-lasting love is the ability to repair after a conflict. Conflict is inevitable. What is important is repairing after we experience a regrettable incident in an argument. A repair attempt can also take place during a conflict to de-escalate the tension, such as humor or physical touch. Taking responsibility for your part in the argument can also help de-escalate the negativity. Okay.
0: Any immediate thoughts?
1: Just the, I like the language of turning towards instead of like turning away, you know? Can you explain? Just like, and you have a conflict, you have an argument, like this is normal in any relationship. Um, but if you sulk and you're like, I need to like take some space for a while, like that's just like the worst, that's the worst feeling. Cause then it puts you in a weird position where you're like, wait, what? Like, did something change? Like, are you not invested in this anymore? Like, is it that big of a deal? You need to be a part for an extended period of time versus like coming back and, and being like, you like, you could take a walk around the block and being like, okay, let's come back together because we're not fighting as individuals. We're fighting, but like underneath it all, we still are together.
0: Yeah. I think that it's imp- like, I think it can be really critical to take like time apart to calm down. Uh, one thing I remember reading in the Ethical Slut was. Finding like when you have conflict, again, it's not a matter of if, but when, when you have conflict, having a plan of like what you can do, like what everyone involved can do in order to help calm them down. For some people, it might be go listening to a record. For some people, it might be playing video games. For some people, it might be just like relax or chill out, like something that's actually helping so that way you can come back a little stronger. Yeah. Like a walk around the block, like you said. Yeah. Um, But I think that the turning towards, like physically turning towards that person, I think is also like a huge, hmm. like a huge portion that we might forget because like our body language is so important. So yeah. coming like together, like trying to close that gap, like remembering that you two are together. That you two like, you have to choose to be together in resolving that conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there are many different attempts, many different ways to attempt to repair conflict, um, such as humor or physical touch. Um, hmm. And I really do like the idea. The last sentence of taking responsibility for your part in the argument. Mm. Is there That's a time big. when yeah. Do you wanna do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I mean I think that humor and physical touch is great. Um I feel conflicted about it because sometimes I feel like I've used humor to make an argument like to de intensify something. Um, like an argument and it could and it Mm -hmm. can work or it feels nice it's like oh thank god like the tension is dissipating but other times it feels like putting a button on something and it's just like no like this is serious Mm -hmm. um same with physical touch like like i've had arguments and then just immediately had sex afterwards and it's like well that didn't really do anything like we're still we didn't resolve anything Yeah. It just feels weird now. (laughs) Like, or this sex was not, you know, it didn't feel good.
0: Mm -hmm. I think a huge part of it is timing. For example, Mm -hmm. like, if you, if someone, like, gets, starts getting angry and you make a joke, it's like, that is not the time to make jokes, right? Right. It's like, as things are coming to a close, you'd be like, okay, like, you can, I think that most important, it's also an important part of what the joke is. It, you especially when people are sensitive, you don't want to joke about them or their mm. argument or anything yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: that's right? huge at like, their expense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like that really can trigger people. And sometimes that's exactly what they're argu- like having an argument about. It's like, you mm. always make fun of me, sort of deal, right? Mm hmm. And so, like that, or like you never something... take
1: me seriously.
0: Exactly, probably not
1: the best time to have a joke. But yeah, yeah, I like that and what you said about timing.
0: It's a huge important part, and I think it's, I think it's a good idea to have, like, an idea of what you two can do, or what you three or whomever can do when you have a fight saying like okay like i know i need alone time i'm gonna go for a walk for me it might be like i'm gonna go skateboard and get some ice cream like or get food Mm -hmm. or whatever right i fucking love that that makes me feel so good getting outside makes me feel so good Mm. and finding what my partner can do so the thing that that's really helpful in order to help de-escalate and then coming back together and saying like okay Let's do this together like you were saying. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that?
1: No. I think just don't try to win the argument. That's a
0: big thing. True. Too. True. Like, don't keep score.
1: Don't keep score. Like, like, don't just be like saying anything you can just to win it. Like, you're still part of a team. You have to yeah. remember that.
0: It's like when people bring up like, Oh well, you did this before, and I didn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not that's not relevant. Yeah. Right now,
1: I've had it's it happen like, to me, and are, it feels bad.
0: It does feel real bad. It feels real bad. It feels like, real, bro, real bad. I didn't, I didn't know you were keeping score. If you felt bad about it, why didn't you tell me? We would have done this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something like petty. It's petty. It's resentful. There's a lot of things attached to it um and it's it's just it's heartbreaking to hear that your partner's suffering without you knowing what do you mean like if your partner is putting up with stuff that you are doing that you don't know about and then they bring it all up at once Mm. and then like bringing up and like keeping that score right
1: yeah That or, like, they don't even care about it, but they just want to bring it up because they know it's going to hurt you. True. And they know that, like, it will get to you. That's what happened to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Having ammunition. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's all I'll say.
0: Cool. Last one. Secure (sighs) attachment with self. You secure attachment with self. You are your own strongest attachment figure. Having secure attachment with yourself means being aware of your feelings and desires, as well as being able to tend to your own needs and knowing how to advocate for them in relationships. It is knowing how to stand securely on your own two feet and how to be your own safe haven and secure base.
1: Mm -hmm. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> must be nice well, uh, no um, no I, I like it um, <laughs> I uh, continue n- I, this is how I mean you can do this I like how you do you can do this if, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're not you know like always having the secure attachment with yourself is important
0: what does that look like for you? Like what is an example of secure attachment with yourself? Mean?
1: Being able to, I like, it's just like being able to tend to your own needs. It's like self-soothe. <laughs> like when you're a baby and you can like, you just like self-soothe yourself. It's like as an adult, um, if you're, let's say you had a really hard week at work or whatever, for whatever reason, and you're invited out to a party on Friday night. And you want to go. But then you're just like, you know what? I need to tend to my own self tonight. I'm going to take a bath. and I'm going to drink some wine. I'm going to read a book. And I'm going to go to sleep. Because I know that's going to be like the best for me. Um, and it's, and I'm not going to have FOMO about missing out on something. Like I know my friends are still going to be there but you're choosing yourself. So, is
0: yeah. I think that I think that that's a really good example of self-care. I think that's a really good example of self-care and finding all those things and knowing what's going to make you feel better. But I think secure attachment with self is something a little different. In the sense of I think that you're getting at is like understanding yourself more, but like also being secure with yourself such as like for Mm. example yeah one thing that i used to be really insecure about and now like still working through was just like how like loud i can be right so or how energetic i could be let's say that like how energetic because i was always called a spaz as, as a kid and so eventually i just like got really anxious and insecure about it and i didn't want to show energy so i got really depressed and quiet mm-hmm. but as mm-hmm. i become more secure with myself i now embrace a little bit more of my energy mm-hmm. i'm like cool i can put energy into people and people re- will receive it well if they're meant to be in my life does mm-hmm. that make sense
1: I like that. Makes sense.
0: I think it's like a good way for us to bring that into a relationship because it's like these are parts of me that you need to understand and be aware of and know and be comfortable with because this is me, baby.
1: It's like you I was just reading um it's the last sentence is how to know how to be your own safe haven and secure base um, mm-hmm. is important. Cause it's like in the original study of attachment of babies, the, the like famous study where they, they saw babies playing. And then when their parent was there, they would be playing and having fun. And then when their parent would leave, they would cry and be like, you know, cause they're secure, would would which is the uh, anxious attachment. Um, Cause their secure base was gone and they didn't have like a, th- a safety net to go back to um, mm-hmm. just because of the presence of the parent was gone. But being your own secure base is like you are your own safety net and you know that like you can go out, you can like try to go on that adventure. You can go for that job um, or like go to go into a new field of work. And you know, like, you're, you've you got yourself. Like, you've got your own back, and everything's going to be okay. Because, like, you're secure
0: in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just always being able to fall back and say, I know me, I've got me. Yeah. It's important. It is very important. Very, very important. It's also nice to be able to say, like, yo, like, sucks that you don't like this part about me because this is me. And <laughs> I have now, like, this is just going to be something you have to deal with, right? Yeah. So, good things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I right, love, shall we wrap it up?
1: Yeah, let's leave it at that. I think it's a good end to the story.
0: It was a long episode. This,
1: but a good This is a long one. Yeah, I think it's important. I it's, it's really valuable to go over
0: it and analyze. Yeah, it's nice to, like, give that clear thought process, right? Like, oh, right, this is actually important. These things like right. really matter to building this dynamic between us. Right. Okay, well, this was a good one. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Um, well,
1: Well um
0: good night all or good morning or good hope day. you all
1: have a good time <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see you in our another episode yeah we love you you're amazing
1: we love you um this is the 30th episode i forgot Wild to say
0: dude it's crazy been doing this for for at least 30 weeks
1: yeah that more, more than yeah more, definitely more than 30 weeks
0: for sure wow for sure, for sure. Wow. Well, all right. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for episode yeah. 31.
1: Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.